Bonjour, film lovers. Did you know that you can subscribe to us on iTunes, Spotify, and Stitcher Radio? We also have a website, realnerdspodcast.com, where you can find cool articles and other ways to listen to the podcast. You can also follow us on social, Facebook at Real Nerds Podcast, and Twitter and Instagram at Real Nerds. You can also call us at 720-6-NERDS-5. We will listen to it, we will play it, and we will probably commentate on it. Also, email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Anyway, enjoy the episode. Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd can... Doesn't talk film! I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Take it outside. Well, a real nerd knows who shot, and a real nerd can follow the plot, and a real nerd This is Real Nerds Podcast, unofficially the official podcast for all your movie needs. I am Ryan, and I am joined by the other OG Real Nerd, Brad. Brad, how's it going? Not bad. Uh, it's a long, long work day. How you doing? Uh, yeah, I'm doing good. I had a lot of meetings today, too, and I wasn't even working, so I feel your pain. <laughs> meetings are, <laughs> like, they don't sound exhausting, but really they are. Oh yeah, and um, in a I mean, I, way. I wish I could tell people what my meeting was about, but it's just one of those things where it's mentally exhausting. Because um, corruption, deal... I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly no. It's uh, a lot of law and things like that. And you just get not like it's hard, but you know you're just always thinking, and you have to look at um, how cases are written, and it's just a lot of thinking. And then people have opinions about it, and yeah. Anywho, yeah, in a profession <laughs> yeah. where you really can't make mistakes, like you really have to be held yep. to high standards, so you can't say like, "I'm going to take it," you know, "I'm going to blow this off mentally." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, oh, no, it's on your game. Yeah, it's you know that's the part that um, I think a lot of people don't know is about ninety five percent of my job is literally driving around and not doing very much. But about 5% is constant knowing what you have to do, how to apply it. Am I doing the right decision? Do I know what I'm doing? And so you're constantly thinking while people don't like you and call you names and stuff. So it's uh, mentally, it's a tougher job than I think people know. Um, but I came home and I beat Turtles in Time. And finally... <laughs> I know. God, that game, dude. Um, so you can on the arcade versions, you can put in as many quarters as you want. So I did. I gave my guy ten lives. <laughs> when you go back and you play early '90s arcade games, you're like, man, this is like really cheap. <laughs> and, um, it took me. So when I got mine Tuesday or Wednesday, I can't remember, and uh, so I've only really been playing Turtles in Time, and it took me that long to figure out the patterns and beat them. Like, the foot soldiers and things like that or whatever, but the lasers that randomly shoot in the levels or, um, you know, the big round wrecking balls that drop from nowhere in the level, 
and uh, Krang is an asshole in that fucking game. But I didn't have that too big of a problem with Shredder, but man, fuck. He's in this little flying saucer thing that puts you in a bubble. Yeah. I'm like, you little motherfucker. And every time I got hit and Donatello goes, does anybody have a pen? I'm like, fuck you. (laughs) He drops those like little robots and then sometimes the bubbles are like retro mutagens so you just turn to like a tiny turtle but still um i'm surprised it took you that long because i don't know maybe i'm just great at the game but even like you said you had did you play the arcade one or did you play the um nintendo super nintendo one i i haven't dug into the cowboy collection but just the, the 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 cartridge the the home version alone like you know, you crank that your lives up to 10. You should blow through that in about so two, I three did, hours. I did beat um, the Genesis version. Uh, it's called Hyperstone Heist. And that one wasn't as hard because they don't have as many uh, characters on the screen. Yeah. So um, weak. Yeah. The arcade one took me a little longer because they, I mean, towards the end, the foot soldiers are just being beamed up technic basically. And there's parts where you're on a screen where there's probably 10 of them. And then some of them have this green Frisbee they throw that keeps on coming back. And you just got to make sure that you're kind of on your a game, you know, using the full screen of up and down and jumping at the right time. It's really just figuring out their patterns and moving your turtle at the right speed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, And I, I tried to be, you know, Raphael and Michelangelo, I can't do it. I'm not good enough. So I always have to be Donatello because he has a reach. <laughs> yeah. Raphael's tough. Yeah. Is that like really close quarters? Reach, yeah. The, but... only, the only thing that Raphael has is he's a lot faster than the other turtles. Yeah. So, but you know, it, but it's, I'm having tons of fun reliving these games. Um, just stuff I grew up on and just re experiencing it. And it, it's just fun. So if you had, if you want, get the Cowabunga collection. It's amazing. Yeah, it's incredible. Um, but we saw a movie this week. Well, I saw it this week. I don't know when you saw it a while ago. Like and a month ago. <laughs> how yeah? How this podcast works is we tell you if you recommend the film or not, play the trailer, then spoil the film. And we've been doing this for eleven years. And this week we saw. I love you dad <laughs> and, i love uh, my dad yeah. i love my dad thank you i think you're about and, to say i love i love you man which is a movie from yeah yeah long ago yeah man that is like 12 years old um so yeah brad do you recommend i love you dad i mean if you if you want to sit in awkwardness for an hour and a half sure um i, I think it's a fun movie but it is a tough sit um, I agree a hundred percent with you. I actually really enjoyed the movie and I do recommend it and I think you should watch it, but the whole time I'm watching it and I'll get into it after the trailer, but I'm going, he can't keep going further. Can he, he can't keep going further. And, uh, and, and just when you think he's going to come uh, out of it and finally like learn his lesson, he just digs his grave even further. Oh yeah. It's yeah. Here, here's the trailer for, I love my dad. I uh, took some steps in setting healthy boundaries and blocked my dad online. 
He's never really been there for me when I needed him, and I'm done with that. Did you delete your profile? It's kind of the main way I was uh, staying in touch with you. My ex blocked me one time, and I just started a different page under a different name. I'll check it all the time. She never even knew. <laughs> I just started a different page under a different name. I met someone online. She's like smart, funny. And you like talked to her on the phone and stuff? Obviously. <laughs> Soup. So, how's it? So, how's it going? Good. This is creepy as This was your idea. That was my ex-girlfriend. This is your child. I mean, what if he's already masturbating today? Would you be up for a quick phone call? Uh, it's just a little weird that we've never actually talked. Could you call him and be the voice? What are you wearing? Sweatpants and a uh, Red Sox shirt. What about you? Just a dress. No panties. This is incest. No, it's not. I'm doing this to help him. He thinks he's in a relationship. This girl's the love of my life. Keep your expectations low. She could be like mean or, or a scammer or, I mean, or your dad. <laughs> My girlfriend. One sec. <laughs> Becca, hello. Hey, Becca. Hello, hello. I'll call you in a little bit. I'll call you. Not there, huh? Can I pretend to kiss you? <laughs> but you ask for my help. Internet kiss your son. That's gross. Do you love him? Yes. Just kiss him already. <laughs> So in this film, um, this guy named Franklin, I guess he's supposed to be 18. I don't know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, he, they never really fully explain it, but he obviously tried to commit suicide. And he blames his dad for a lot of the issues in his family. Him and his uh, mom and dad are separated. Mom lives in Massachusetts and dad lives in Maine. And... Um, I never really got what is Pat Oswald's job in that. I guess he's just like a computer representative salesman. I don't know. Oh shoot, yeah, it's it's been a while. He's, he's I guess um, they really, computer tech they guy. Really, yeah. Um. So he's trying to reconnect with his son, and his son is blocking him out because he thinks his dad is the negative influence in his life. Because they never really explain. At least I don't. I don't think I missed anything. Um. Where he says why he committed suicide or why he has suicidal ideations um but he blames his father for this stuff and you know, growing up like his father just uh you know built a like a fake false world for him um, yeah it, i guess that's like his explanation to his quote-unquote girlfriend is that his dad is just a you know habitual liar and pathologically lies about stuff that he doesn't need to lie about um so in an effort to reconnect with his son, he gets an idea from his coworker that he should um, create a fake account uh, on Facebook and become his friend, which he does from this waitress he meets at a diner up the street from him. And he ends up creating a relationship with his son and basically catfishing his own son. And he gets in so deep constantly that you, I, Brad, I don't know, when I was watching it, I kept on, it's like, dude, now you have to tell him. You have to tell him now 
because this is getting really weird. Uh, yeah, like, like I thought, I thought by the time they were supposed to like, meet in person, like that would have been it, and they still found yeah. ways to just make the situation so much worse. Yeah, because you know the phone sexting thing where yeah. he was talking to Rachel Dratch's character and copying what she was saying and giving it to his son. Oh, and then later on where they where they shatter the glass of you know he figures he tells his son this is what happened and it's them like making out and doing the sex together i'm like oh my god i can't <laughs> um but yeah it's uh it's a really funny movie in the most uncomfortable way possible like well, think um, of like the scott's tots episode yes. up to 20 yeah i mean you, you can't leave and you're stuck there instead of you know in the scott's tots where he's only there for i don't know 10 15 minutes here you're stuck for an hour and a half and you can't leave because in a way, I think it works. Uh, Pat Oswalt's so good in the movie that you sympathize with him because you want him to have a relationship with his son, but you also don't want him to have it that way. Does that make sense? Well, he should you know? be rewarded. Uh, like, yeah. like you get that he's genuinely, he wants to have this relationship with his son, but the fact like he, it's his ability to go about it is just so perverted that like you don't want him to be rewarded for it. Yeah, because there's also a, a a really great moment in it that's really small, but he he leaves and then he tells his son that she's moving to California. Well, the dad as the woman is moving to California, and the son is heartbroken. And the dad says something that a lot of us as men you know say to a guy who's heartbroken is you know like fuck her you know what i mean and when he said that his son still got upset and i think that's when he realized that he made a really really big mistake more so than he thought of previously um because it's just a small moment but then he realizes how much his son cares about this person he's never met and he's so vulnerable um, emotionally and, uh, you know, mentally that that's how he fell for his dad's catfishing scheme. Yeah. Um, I also got a kick out of, um, it's one of the few movies that I, I was really impressed by the ending. Um, yeah. Yeah. At a certain point you're like, okay, well, how is this going to resolve itself? Um, I'm generally like, I don't know. Like, it just seems like, this should have been over when he tries to kill himself in the pool and it just keeps going. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that his uh, son turns the table us on him. <laughs> yeah. And uh, kind of so- sort of catfishes him back. Uh, yeah. That was, that was kind of a sweet ending. Yeah. But what really works well is too, is uh, so his son, Franklin, I forget his, the actor's name, but he's also the writer director. Yeah. Is um, he does this long, uh, zoom in on him and he gets this like little small smile on his face that did he do it because he does want to try to repair his relationship with his dad or did he do it to fuck with him you know what i mean yeah um it's an i think he wants to because you know the end title card says for my dad and at the beginning it says the story is true even though my dad says not to say that part. <laughs> um, it sets you up. And, you know, it's just 
it's a small movie, but it's it's really well made. I, I mean, I, I had fun watching it. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of a road trip movie. So yeah, I, I think once uh, Franklin, that's the son, right? Yeah. Yeah, once he uh, kind of gets over the the loss of this imaginary person that he fell in love with, like I think he by that point he understands, like, hey, you know, I really had this cool adventure with my dad. Um, you know, as humiliating as it was, um, you know, he did help me learn to like he, he did a couple things, like taught me to be yeah. tougher and uh, learn how to drive and all that. So, and he's yeah, because he's he got them that internship at the gaming uh video game place i mean he did it in a fucked up way and i would never do this to my own kid but i i think i think that's why uh his dad is you actually like his dad even though he keeps on making mistakes is because he is sympathetic and all he really wants you know is a relationship with his son and he, he wants to do the right thing he just does it in the wrong way exactly so and and you're right, you know, they build this relationship that they didn't really have on this road trip. And um, even though he was lying, he still was willing to go pick his son up and drive him to this woman. And, you know, when he was explaining to his friend, who's really funny, I, I forget his friend's name, but he says, he says you know, he's a, he's a good kid and he's he's nice. Maybe she'll like him. And you're going, what the fuck, dude? What are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, because um, he even has weird interactions with her before the you know the big blow up at the end, and I, I just she's like the real victim in all of this too. It's like oh my god, this poor woman. Um, yeah, and I, the the end where he's in the kitchen talking to the busboy, who's her real boyfriend. And him talking to her, like, I don't know, it was like really tense. Going, oh man, what's it, how's this all going to play out? How's it going to blow up? Yeah. Yeah. This, and, you have this ex- expectation that he's, uh, like, he's going to say something to the boyfriend that's actually going to like help stall and like maybe turn the movie around. Yeah. And, uh, it really doesn't do anything. Um, no. prolong the inevitable <laughs> and um, your uncomfortableness and not feeling good about being watching it, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, 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 you know, the poor girl, she's just. <laughs> Yeah, she's the most innocent person in all of it. She's, and what's messed up is people really do stuff like that, you know, where they create fake profiles and man. Yeah. And gosh, like even if he like maybe before all this, it just you know, hey, here's a picture of my son and this kind of stuff. Like, yeah. like maybe introduced yeah, her still, that way. Like, but yeah, yeah giving her no puts, warning. Yeah, it still puts her in a really horrible position. But he could do something like, hey, you know, my son's going through a tough time. I messed up and I made this profile because I saw you. Can you please just let him down gently or something? You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but he gets plenty of opportunities so, to get ahead of himself and he just didn't do it. Yeah. But he gets so in his own way that he can't help himself, you know? So, yeah, quite the uncomfortable movie. <laughs> And, but I do recommend it. I think it's um, uh interesting story to tell and the performances are really good throughout the whole film. For sure. Yeah. I liked it. It's as uh, it cringe inducing as it is. Uh, I think it's interesting. Yeah. So uh, nice, nice recommendation, Brad. No problem. Yeah. Every once in a while. 
hey, here is the big news story of the week. It's real news. Uh, DC is still looking for their Kevin Feige. They were in talks with um, a producer from the uh, Lego films. Uh, his name's Dan Lin, but he's also a really good uh, producer. He did he did a lot of um, franchise stuff, and uh, so he was being tapped as, "Hey, this guy could you know potentially write the ship for DC," and he backed out. Um, because he still wanted to keep his production company part of making films as well. And um, Warner Brothers is saying, uh, no, we're not doing that. <laughs> he probably was like, uh, do I really want to be attached to this shit show? Hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like I, the management the way it is right now. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do. I mean, I, I think the Flash that's going to come out I think they're going to add some sort of uh, tag scene where it's going to obliterate the DCEU and they're just going to focus on movies they know will do well, whether it's Aquaman or the Batman, you know, mm-hmm. um, because they have a way to get out of it because of what that movie is already setting up. And when these guys took over and they're shooting Ben Affleck now in um, Aquaman, I think they're going to cut Michael Keaton's role in the flash. I think so too. Uh, that's a real shame. Like a lot of people were looking forward to that. And uh, I, yeah, I just don't see how they keep it at this point. Yeah. Cause now it doesn't make sense because he was in Batgirl that they just canceled for no reason. And um, yeah. So I don't know, man. <laughs> they just, it seems like every week there's something else that they keep on messing up and they don't know how to fix it. And, you know, you read about why streaming, they got rid of some episodes of shows because no one watches them and they have to pay royalties on them and stuff. Okay, that's fine. But how they handled everything is just they bungled it from the beginning. I mean, the best you can do now, I think, is just uh, green light a Batman Beyond movie and then pull Keaton in for that. I think people would be. I think that's a great idea. I mean, I mean, I think that's what everybody wants. Yeah, that's what the fans want. So just do that and. Cause you gotta, you gotta earn some goodwill. Cause they also canceled DC fandom. <laughs> so what are you guys doing? But I mean, they what are they going to advertise? Because they pushed all the movies that you saw in last year's fandom to next year. And they've got nothing in the pipeline after that. So yeah. And the, the director of Shazam, he says, my movie's done. I'm not doing any reshoots. They just decided to move it. So I don't know, man. Yeah. Nothing I, to show. I don't know so what, I don't know what they're doing. Not a great so, yeah. time to be a DC fan. Yeah, so so maybe next week we'll have like a different news story that we can talk about. You know, um, they're they're supposed to do a Nintendo Direct next week that's going to have a bunch of Legend of Zelda news, and maybe that'll be a fun news story. <laughs> about damn time! Where's I know. Breath of the Wild too. I, I heard that they're going to have remasters of Wind Waker and Twilight Again? Princess. Yeah, like 4K. Available. Yeah on the uh on the e-shop so uh i mean I, i'm down to get wind waker again i fucking love that's my favorite zelda game so yeah um i have an hd and that's pretty okay <laughs> yeah i just um you like, know i don't have my wii, 4k make it i don't have my wii u hooked up though so 
I mean, I'm going to buy it again just so I can have it on my Switch. <laughs> it was on a Switch. Uh-uh. Huh. All right. So, yeah. Hey, we're going to recommend one thing this week that you should check out. In a segment I call One Thing We're Recommending. I haven't thought of a name yet. So, uh, yeah, this is the stuff we've been watching. Now, Brad, we don't have other people with us so if you have more than one thing like you did last week please recommend away cool what do you recommend this week um that makes this easy i i guess i have two things um well one's kind of a sort of not recommend but interesting to talk about so the first one cool. amadeus the director's cut i watched it again and it totally kept me away from doing the stuff i need to get done that day because it's an amazing movie and uh i mean yeah. I, I was told not to trust you no that's the good one <laughs> um yeah just a incredible film uh f Marie abraham's performance um yeah but didn't this... he kill mozart <laughs> he did that's the whole movie is him his his entire thing of that movie is him plotting to kill mozart and fulfilling it mohu zot i don't know jack i kill a lot of guys <laughs> uh and then the second thing is uh i got done with instacar and needed to see a movie and get a pizza. So the last thing at the Sons Lake Alamo for that day was a Fantastic Fest entry called The Timekeepers of Eternity. And huh. that is a it. weird one. It is a re-edit of a Stephen King film called The Langoliers. I yeah, that's a, a weird movie already. A TV movie, yep. Um, yeah. From like the mid-90s with like yep. Bronson Pinchot and David Morse. Um, the 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 guy from Quantum Leap. Um, yeah. So this person took that movie, cut it down to like, I'm gonna say I was there for an hour, <laughs> mm-hmm. maybe a little <laughs> bit more, and uh, it's in it's in black and white, and it's kind of like imagine watching a flip book of like a paper flip book. Um, yeah. But like 24 frames per second. Um, Weird. So like all the scenes are sometimes like torn in half. So like the sheet of paper is like ripped in half. and There's like a bottom of another, like the next scene. And then the one you were just watching is up top. Or they're like, you know, cutting holes in the frame to like what the character's going through in their head. Um, But it's all from footage from that TV movie. Um, where there's a bunch of people on a plane and they go through a wormhole, I guess. And then, yeah, I don't remember that movie that well, but what you're saying is starting to refresh my memory. (laughs) Yeah. And then like all the people who weren't sleeping have disappeared and the people who were sleeping are awake. And one of them is like a air marshal. They land the plane at this, uh, airport. There's absolutely no one around. Um, there's like a little girl who's like warning that the Langoliers are coming and they're like these monsters, I guess. Um, that are going to like come and reset time. And I guess they went back in time, but the, like the whole concept of the time travel doesn't make any sense to me. Um, and I feel like this movie left a bunch of stuff out, like trying to watch it. I, I was trying to figure out like, how did this, like, uh, like as I was watching, I was trying to figure out in my own head, like, what is this? What's the original movie supposed to be anyway? Um, and oh. it's just, it's, like a, just a lot of nonsense and the acting is awful. 
Um, I don't know if it's just because the edit or the original movie is that bad, but um, I just thought the art- art- artistic part of it where they turned everything into like paper sheets and then, you know, trimmed the framing, like all that is a cool art project. But as far as the narrative that you're trying to sit down and enjoy, it was yeah. so frustrating. I couldn't wait to leave. Oh shit. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. Like Those I are pre- always the worst movie experiences because you pay for the ticket, you know? Yeah. And you sit there, you go, oh my God, I should leave. But I spent money on this, so I'm going to stick it out. Yeah. Like I, I, when it first starts, I'm like, oh, so this movie is like four, three black and white for an hour and a half. Oh, and like, what's with all the scratchiness and the grain? And like, why is the, the papers like, is, is this going to change at all? <laughs> um, and no, it's the <laughs> whole time. Um, and Bronson Pichot's character is like, he's this businessman who turns into a murder by the end. And he's just like, so over the top. Uh, yeah. So sorry. I rushed through that cause I was trying to beat the timer, but, um, yeah, I think I said it. I think I <laughs> That's not all you need to say. <laughs> yeah. I hope that made sense. Cause it didn't feel like I tried to make sense of something that didn't make sense. Um, yeah, no, I, I mean, I, I got, it. I remember the film and I remember watching it because there was a time when, you know, where you're saying, oh, man, I got to watch this new Stephen King thing. And then you're watching, you know, this is a piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. In, in the 90s, there was a lot. It seemed like Stephen King movies were pieces of shit. I remember, like, on they have commercials for his books. Um, oh, yeah, you're right. And, you know, growing up, I didn't read his books, but, you know, it felt like he was this big deal writer. And then, like, watching the movies that they made of his books, like, for the most part, a lot of them are pretty terrible. And I'm just like, maybe yeah. the source material's just as bad. You know, I'm not the biggest fan of his. I've always said my favorite uh, uh, book he wrote was actually a novella, and it's called Cycle of the Werewolf. And it's only maybe 150 pages. Um, and it has Bernie Wrightson um, art in it. So there's really cool werewolves in it. Um, but then it was adapted to Silver Bullet, which is an okay movie, but it's really cheesy. And I feel that way about a lot of his movies. You know, the first it was really great. And then I knew that the second it, while I still enjoyed it, was going to struggle because the source material is towards the end of the book is not good. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm, I've never been the biggest fan. I, I like some of his stuff, but um, yeah. And it's they just don't adapt well. I think the only thing I really like of his that they've ever done is the Shawshank Redemption. And that's just a yeah. short story. Yeah. And, and two, you know, my, IGN just put out their favorite horror films and the shining is number one. I think the shining is so overrated. I don't know. I mean, I think it's a quality movie, but yeah, it's, it's like someone was on a podcast. I was listening to on the drive here and they said like, it was their favorite horror film. I'm just like horror. Really? It's more of a thriller to me. Yeah. That's what I mean. Like, it's not a bad film. It's just, I, I don't know. You know what I mean? I just, it's just never really been one of my favorites. I mean, I, I've never owned it and I always yeah, try to watch yeah. it and I go, I watch it every maybe five, six years. And I go, yeah, it's the performance by Jack Nicholson is really interesting, but I think the Simpsons did it better. So yeah, <laughs> totally. Yeah. God. Yeah. I remember Dreamcatcher. I think it was the first one I ever watched of, of his and just being like, what? And did you get excited to watch it because Jason Lee was in it? And you're like, this sucks. (laughs) (laughs) I think that was part of it. But that was my experience with Dreamcatcher. Like the, the, I remember the trailers and commercials like being a big deal. Like it, it was really, it felt like it was supposed to be an an event picture. 
And yeah. You're just like, oh, wait. <laughs> um, yeah. And then, like, it movies are fine, but I'm not like crazy about them. Yeah. No one else. Pet Cemetery was his. Again, the idea is cool, but then it gets really cheesy. Yeah. So, yeah. That's those. <laughs> um, Misery is his, right? I haven't seen that. Yeah, Misery. Oh, Misery's great. Misery's great. Yeah, but again, it's probably one of those things where whoever made the film took over a lot of it and made it better. Yeah, and I think, too, it works well because it's really um, just a character piece, you know, with James Caan and Kathy Bates. And so you have two great actors that are basically in the majority of the film. There's not very many other actors in it. So as long as those actors bring it and you know, it's directed well and there's no aliens yeah, I mean, or supernatural stuff. Yeah. There's, yeah, there's no supernatural stuff. It's really just a crazed fan. So, um, th- I think that's why it works. It's interesting that Stephen King is like more revered for his horror stuff, but his press stuff is probably his non horror sci-fi stuff. Yeah. No, I don't disagree. Um, yeah. Um, how'd I get on that tangent? Oh Yeah. The Timekeepers of Eternity. That was the weird movie I saw. Um, and I thought it was worth talking about because it's visually it's just so unlike anything you've ever seen with that whole paper tearing effect. And that sounds like why it's probably entered into Fantastic Fest. <laughs> Indeed. Um, yeah. And then I got Hard Target on 4K. So that nice. was fun to rewatch. And oh man, is that transfer spotless? Um, I know it's great. I, I it's the Kino Lorber one you have, right? Yeah, yeah, and the special features are awesome on it. Um, yeah, it, it's cool. Like it, it's like the movie is okay, <laughs> but it's but it's okay in like a fun '90s way. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, uh, Lance Henderson is like so over the top. It's great. Yeah, the part where he fights those dudes in New Orleans at the streets when he's wearing like on the car at the beginning, I really like. Oh yeah, because I, I because they're me- messing with that one girl for some reason. I don't know where those guys came from? <laughs> I, I guess <laughs> well, just a reason for him to kick their asses. Well, he told her that uh, don't just pull out money and show it to everybody. Um, because oh, that's right. Yeah, I, yeah, I forgot that part. Dudes yeah. will just swarm you and try to take it from you. Uh, one of my favorite cuts is uh when he tries to get a job on the boat, and she makes that proposal to him, like, "Hey, come work for me." And he's like, "No, I'm going to do the boat thing." And then he gets rejected from the boat. And then somehow he just like ends up like suddenly he's just standing in front of her car, like, like next to a forklift, <laughs> right. like out of nowhere. Like what a weird. Yeah, you're right. I guess well, he teleported. I mean, it's John Woo. So, I mean, it looks cool. And, you know, sometimes you just throw logic out the window. It's cool. <laughs> so, yeah, that's it for me. Well, I, I'm going to recommend two things, too. I mean, I already talked about turtles uh, the Kawabanga collection but i'm also going to recommend a game that's only available on playstation but it's really fun and it um it reminds me a lot of uh running man with arnold schwarzenegger which is adapted from a stephen king film uh book i mean and uh in it you are on roller skates and you have to go into each of these arenas and um take out uh people that are shooting at you so there's snipers and um guys that have like batons and handguns and you don't have any ammo and the only way you get ammo is if you do tricks and the controls 
uh, our like Tony Hawk pro skater. So I was able to jump in and play the game really easily. Um, for some reason, my brain remembers Tony Hawk controls and, uh, the soundtrack is 80 synth. And so it even has the feel of the running man. And, uh, the graphics are awesome. They're that cell shaded from kind of like jet grind radio, but done, you know, for a PlayStation five. So they, they look, it's an amazing looking game. It's really fun. It's funny when um, you said roller skates, that's the immediately I thought of was jet set radio or jet, yeah. grind, jet grind radio. Yeah. And it, I mean, it has the same feel to it. Um, and like it's like a mix of that with Tony Hawk with The Running Man. Um, I, I tell it everybody should check it out. It's really fun. Um, so yeah, I've been playing a lot of that. And uh, the the only movie I'll recommend this week is because I've been busy. Is I went and saw uh, Spider Man No Way Home Extra Fun Edition at 4DX. Was it extra fun, Ryan? It was. Um, I can see why they cut the majority of it. Um, a majority of the new runtime is uh, with Betty Brandt interviewing students about uh, the blip, Peter Parker, oh. um, and you know his, uh, well, he's Spider Man, and so they have funny moments, and then they have, um, uh, what do you call it? Um, <laughs> like they have Peter Parker on the show. And Ned Leeds is there and she's, you know, their ex-boyfriend and girlfriend. So she grills them on that. Um, and then there's a lot of uh, extended scenes by a couple lines where they just went on a little bit. And, and they're all actually really good. I mean, really, the only thing I can see them cutting is the Betty Brandt interviews. Not that they're not fun. It just takes longer to get to um, the actual story. Um and so it was lots of fun. Uh, the the ending with uh, MJ and Ned is a little longer. There's a little a uh, few more lines there, um, and the three Peters together, uh, their banter goes on for about another two or three minutes. So it's it's, it's pretty funny. And um, when Cal and I saw it in 4DX, everything was working. They had like smoke going uh, when. Sandman and Electro were fighting. There was lightning bolts and pine scent coming in. Nice. Um, yeah, when they were fighting on the Statue of Liberty uh, and they made that portal and the water hit the lizard, the water hit us. When uh, Spider-Man is standing in the rain after Aunt May dies, like the water came out. So um, it was cool. really fun. They and, finally uh, listened to all my angry letters. Yeah, they, <laughs> you got them. Um, so yeah, it was, it was lots of fun. Do you feel uh, shortchanged now that the uh, Blu-ray came out before this and now there's just like all that stuff is missing? It could have uh, been on the Blu-ray? No, because I don't think there's anything on it really that adds to the movie. I mean, it's lots of fun and I'm sure they'll have a Blu-ray of this come out and I would get it. I would tell everybody to get it just to hear uh, the Peters talking is really fun. And they had a really fun um like uh intro with the three actors uh before the film and i mean it, it was fun and uh kellen loved it and i mean that's that's all i care about you know so yeah if you have the opportunity i don't know how much longer it'll be in theaters and I, i'm guessing it might leave 40x this week but 
um yeah you should check it out if you got nothing else going on i promise it's a good time did i uh did i talk about funny pages last week uh i don't think so damn it that's what i thought um I don't know if I'd recommend it, but it's another thing I just want to talk about because it's a movie in theaters. Um, so yeah, it's this movie called Funny Pages about this uh, high school kid who wants to drop out of high school and just draw comics. Um, <laughs> yeah, right up our alley, right? Yeah. Um, and it's a, uh, I guess it's produced by the Safdie brothers. Um, and the trailer looks really good. Um, and for the most of the movie, you're kind of into it, but it the ending just like goes nowhere really. Um, mm-hmm. and that the lead character, the kid, um, he, he drops out of high school. He goes to, Oh shoot. I think yeah, Jersey gets an apartment in Jersey with like these weird old guys starts living there. trying to start up comics. Uh, he works at a comic book store. Um, and he's sort of elitist about his art. So like his best friend wants to draw too, but he's constantly discouraging him from doing it. Um, you know, and like, he's not like a DC Marvel artist. He's like a, you know, um, uh, a crumb or a, what's his name from American Splendor? Harvey Picard, uh, like those types of comics. Yeah. Um, so yeah, he's a bit of a snob about it. And then it amounts to like, uh, he uh, does his, his, uh, his high school art teacher gets killed in a brutal car accident, which, um, or a gruesome car accident. Um, and he has some of his art. So he breaks into his teacher's house to get it. So he goes to, to court and then, um, he starts working for the, like his public defender. And then she's defending this guy who works, who was like a color separator for, for, or for image comics. So then this kid's like tries to, uh, like hang out with him to like get insider uh tips and everything and that guy's like a total violent asshole. <laughs> oh shit. Um, and then he the kid invites him to his parents uh uh Christmas gathering or whatever. Um so yeah, the, like the movie starts out like oh like there's this kid who's in comics like he's really nice but but the end you realize he's just like a spoiled brat cuz he just walks all over all over his parents uh by inviting this stranger this violent stranger to his house and like it goes so bad. Um, and then the movie oh. just ends <laughs> at that point. It's like, what was I supposed to get out of this? Other than like the cool part is like the film grain and the visual style of it. Like I, it looked like a movie that was made in the nineties. Um, and it has the feel of those like dirty indie comics. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I just, at, by the end of it, I was like, okay, so I just watched an hour and a half of just this bratty kid, like a little window into his life of making, like a dumb decision. Cool. Interesting. So where, where did you see that one at? It's a, the C film center. Mm. So I think it's on, on demand already, but yeah, but I, th- I still thought it was an interesting watch, but yeah, I was based on the trailer. I was, I was, I was, I was like geared up to be like, Oh, it's probably gonna be my top 10. And yeah, didn't, didn't get it. Not going to make it. Huh, that sucks. That like uh, you like a movie and then the ending just lets you down like that. Yeah, it's like really you're ending it here. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> yeah. 
Actually, since uh, we don't have the other guys here, um, how much do you remember of Donnie Darko? <laughs> uh, nothing. Like, I, I'm not, I'm not the biggest fan of it at all. Yeah, um, I watched it. I think like 2005. Haven't watched it since. Is it the Esquire? You know, uh, late night. So I was like, I was like, oh, I haven't seen this in years. Let me refresh myself. And yeah, yeah, weird. Uh, I don't understand the appeal. Um, it's it's funny in parts, and there's a lot of famous people in it, but I'm like the science or whatever that's trying to go on with the, the again another time travely plane thing. I <laughs> I just like yeah, yeah. okay. It wants to say a lot of stuff, but I'm really, I must be stupid because I don't, I don't get it. No, it's not you. It's, it's one of those, <laughs> I feel like an asshole saying this stuff, but it's one of those films that I think people love, but they, for some reason that I'll never understand, you know, it, like it's, it's one of those films that might be more connected to a time in their lives that they enjoy rather than the yeah. material itself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, cause I, I just never got into it at all i remember and... when i did watch it the first time like we were with like a, another bunch of people and afterwards they explained it to me and it they did make it make sense but i don't know what 15 20 years later i'm i can't remember what they said to make it make sense <laughs> so and yeah just straight up watching it and i what i watched didn't feel like anything like i couldn't remember anything as it was going i was like oh like it to- totally felt like i'd never watched it before yeah, you know, I know um, James really likes it, so maybe we should ask James why he likes it, because I don't know. I don't know the answer. Yeah, James, explain it to me again, because, uh, yeah, yeah. Like, like, I remembered Frank, like, obviously, that's the iconic thing from the movie, but yeah, everything else around, it, I was like, huh, like, I forgot it was set in the 80s, and um, yeah. Yeah, I, I don't remember anything from it, because I saw it so long ago. I mean, I remember, obviously, like you said, the iconic stuff. But after that, I'm good. <laughs> I don't know what else I remember about it. So, yeah. So, yeah, for real this time, I'm done. Okay, no worries. Um, good news. Uh, our Friday the 13th 3D screening is back in the theater. Um, my, my, my ticket has the theater on it, um, which is, I guess, next week. Um, good. I, I for uh, next week's, I was hoping that we could do Pinocchio. Um, unless there's a movie you want to see in theaters. I mean, I think the buzz on Barbarian Barbarian's good, but I get that Pinocchio is more of a a real nerd's highlight. Yeah. So, I mean, we we can do Barbarian if you want. Um, I mean, I, we can just watch Barbarian. We have to actually do an episode on it. Cool, yeah, because I want to do Pinocchio because it's my favorite, you know, animated film of all time. And there's a really funny clip they released with, you know, Tom Hanks as Geppetto. And he said, I'm, and Pinocchio says, I'm sorry for not going to school. And he says, you didn't go to school. And Pinocchio says, and I'm sorry for becoming famous. He says, you became famous. And I'm sorry for getting us trapped in the ocean. And then uh, Geppetto says, you did all this in one day. <laughs> so we'll see. And it's Robert Zemeckis. Maybe it's really good. Yeah, I didn't know that. Uh... Yeah. Found that up recently. I knew I had Tom Hanks and everything, but yeah, I didn't know it's a Zemeckis movie. So yeah, so hopefully it'll be fun. Who knows? <laughs> yeah. And then after that, we got what? Clerks 3? Uh, yeah, I believe so. Cool. So until next time, 
we'll see you at the movies. Bye. Well, a real nerd knows who shot a real nerd can follow the plot of a real nerd. Look at all the gods, lights, car, action. Thanks for listening to Real Nerds Podcast, a Nebulous Visions production. Stream or download episodes, read articles at realnerdspodcast.com. Stream us on Apple or Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or iHeartRadio. Follow us on Facebook, Real Nerds Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, at Real Nerds. Watch us on YouTube, Real Nerds Podcast. Email us at realnerds at gmail.com. Call us at 720-6Nerds5. Thank you to Sparks Mandrill, Mike at Plan 9 Studios, and Bolognium for all of our groovy theme songs. And that's how you fucking do it.